0: Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, and this is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, we've got Paul Graham on, and Paul's going to come on and talk about what he's doing with real estate here in the Austin area, and also some really cool stuff he's doing, putting together energy deals and raising funds for those deals.
1: Hey, Paul, how are you? Doing well, Jordan. Glad to be here and glad to be in a cool house. It's hot outside. Yeah, yeah it feels hot in my house right now, man. I don't oh, I no. know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know it's not, but it's this feels that feels hot everywhere you're at right now. Yeah, Um, awesome, Paul. So before we get too far here, can you tell our listeners what's your favorite restaurant in Austin?
1: Yeah, so my favorite restaurant is uh, El Alma um, off. uh, I think it's like Riverside, Um, but yeah, it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to get a reservation or just you know wait around for it. Um, But just the ambiance and like the upper part. is great um, and centrally located to a couple other fun spots. So fun date spot, fun hangout spot, great happy hour. Um, parking's always fun, parking up on that hill. Hmm. It's just an experience, so. Yeah, and that's right by Terry Blacks too. So yeah. if, if you can't yeah. get in, you've got another option. Absolutely, or there's a like wine bar that's like across the street caddy corner near like the Carpenter Hotel. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've gone there to you know kill some time, get a charcuterie board, maybe some wine, then head over and um, you know have some mexican food that has unique just appetizers and entree dishes um it's yeah just a unique spot so so i love it have you been to the place it it's
0: directly across the street from the alma it's on the, the top of that hotel is that what you're talking about
1: yeah it well it's so like carpenters hotel's like um uh over around here i can look at it i save uh, um for anyone who's looking visually I have a bunch of pins of all the stuff I say <laughs> yeah, like you know. so um let me let me find out for you. um there's one right
0: next door to El 20 Alma 20. though, and oh, next to right next door to El Alma. And there's actually okay. a restaurant and bar on top of that uh it's a condo slash hotel building i think it's I think it's both okay. um, but they're really cool views from the top of that restaurant, and it's escaping me the, uh, the name of it, their food was okay. Um, but the views
1: are amazing. So house wine is the place that I was, um, you know, talking about, um, but, um, you know, there's also Juliet, um, Italian kitchen, um, another block down the road. Um, but yeah, just a lot of, uh, good opportunities, Peter Pan mini golf, um, around there too. So like I said, good date spot, good hangout spot. Um, if someone's visiting, I'll probably just take them to Terry Blacks just because they can't stop talking about it. Um but if they want something different, then uh, you know I'll head there. so absolutely love it. So Paul,
0: real quick, can you can you just go over what you're up to and how you're involved with real estate
1: investing in Austin here, too? Yeah, what what I'm up to, um, juggling right now, um, a lot of great things and exciting stuff. Um, specifically with real estate, though, um, of physical assets. You know, I own a house um, in Austin proper um, that I house hack, and then I also have two short term rentals that are you know in the greater outside Austin area, um, but still accessible from the Austin market.
0: Oh, cool! And I know you're up to a lot of other cool stuff with these energy deals and raising funds for those. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that too?
1: Yeah so um one of the partners at Sandstone Group um our focus is to um be on energy and real estate to really just give information um as well as help investors um you know capitalize on that information so we run um eight podcasts right now uh, related to energy um we're building up our real estate you know podcast media company uh, we also run a energy news website called energy news beat com and a real estate news website called real estate and so you know with those uh, resources investors or even industry professionals in those sectors um, really just get a diversified news um, source for really just aggregated news um, want to give the best news to people so they can make the best decision instead of just a single source of truth uh, we want to give all the sources of truth so um, okay stuff. So you say energy, is there any specific type of energy? Like is it oil and gas or so solar it's mainly wind? Yeah, so mainly um, oil and gas in terms of okay. like investments. Um, and then also mineral rights has been another thing that's come up recently um, with some of the deals we're fundraising for with mineral rights, you're actually able to use 1031 exchange funds. Um, so that's unique opportunity as really. like the real estate market as we know has you know gone up with interest rates um individuals are seeking um, different investments so some are taking more control and they're like hey I want to purchase a short-term rental and um you know kind of well really just control it more right um run their own business if you will um while others you know will continue buy real estate but there's a third group that's then saying hey like I don't you know want to play in real estate but I like the um, aspects of real estate I like the cash flow I like the tax, depreciation um, or the um, tax advantages of it and depreciation and an exit multiple aspect um, of which energy has those where we provide um, the mineral rights and oil and gas deals. Um, We've looked at, you know, hydropower. That's a fund we've done previously. Wind and solar deals um, we haven't executed on, um, but there are um, a couple of people in our circles actually that are looking to purchase um, solar or land for solar um and get that going. So, you know, whenever we find a plot of land um in Texas that, you know, is advantageous to do solar, we'll do solar. So um, you know, in, in due time for it all. Energy for everyone. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And no, I love that. I think uh, as far as especially as we continue to electrify stuff, like we're gonna need more and more energy. Mm-hmm. Obviously solar is a part of it, but and, and forgive me if I'm wrong. Solar, you need a whole lot to get a decent amount of electricity, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a um, it's just like a process of how you're getting it, how it's stored, and then also um, how it's being let's call it transported. Because the other piece is like you can collect a lot, store a lot, but you're losing power along the way, right? There's um, mm. kind of a half life to it, if you will. So it's best when you have call it you know solar powders on your house, direct in, store a little bit you know, use, and then, um, it essentially dissipates Versus um, having kind of that transportation, just like you would in an oil. Well, you would, you know, drill, have the oil and then bring it along. Um, but in that analogy, like you're losing, um, power along the way, right. Because of distance, because of time, things of that nature. Uh, and so it's just a, um, dependency, right. Technology is always improving. Um, and it's good to have the diversification of electricity. Um, fortunately for, you know, the oil and gas business, oil and gas will never truly, truly, truly go away because it mm-hmm. is a good flux opportunity. Hey, let's drill more. Hey, let's, you know, th- that type of thing. thing. Um, you can't, you know, just increase electricity from, you know, the sun. Although, um, you know, the summer days are nice when the sun's out, regardless of the temperature uh, you have, you will still have that, you know, diversification of energy. It'll just depend where you're at and how much, um and uh and things of that nature so
0: hey guys this is jordan moorhead here and i wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me if you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about austin real estate investing and i'd be able to help more people thanks guys so i actually didn't know that You lost energy transporting it with electricity.
1: Is that happen with all
0: electricity? Is that just it can? Yeah, I mean you
1: just have you just have a natural um, piece. So um, one thing to look about if you're um, you know bored, maybe not before you go to bed, so you don't you know go down a dark you know YouTube rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. um, is vampire power. Uh, which is just essentially your outlets are always live, right? So there's always electricity to it. So you'll never have, you know, zero dollar or zero like wattage essentially of electricity. There's always something, um, which is why I pay, you know, PEC for, um, I, I own a couple lots next to my short-term rentals um, and I'm always paying something a month, right? They're, they're always something that, you know, has that ability because we have a direct connectivity and it's always live, right? If mm-hmm. you turn something off, then, well, there's no power going to it. So you plug something in. Well, nothing's going to happen, right? So, um, you know, removing things from outlets to reduce vampire power, you know, can certainly save you money if you want to be super um, energy and super... um, you know, penny conscious, not that anyone I think should really go out of their way to, you know, prevent or reduce vampire power, but it is an opportunity to say, Hey, you know, turn off, you know, lights as you're, you know, going out, um, things of that nature. Um, but it's also just to keep the power grid, you know, alive and well, especially during peak, um, season and peak times during the day. Cause we all love our AC and, you know, yeah. it, it, be uh unfortunate if you know because you and your 97 monitors that you work from home you know um cause a power outage and uh you know we don't have ac so um be a team player
0: do you know how much i mean relative so let's say uh a light bulb takes 100 watts when it's on um what about a lamp that's just plugged in but not on do you know what that would take
1: it's um that? it's in terms of like the cost or like the amount of power or the amount of power, yeah, I mean, it's it is low. Um, mm-hmm. there's um, there's Just calculators, curious. um, you know, kind of out there that you can um look and see from what I remember doing it. I mean, it was like um, less than like a hundred dollars a year kind of thing of you mm-hmm. know, potential that you could save if you're um, being conscious to it. Um, that was you know, maybe five years ago. So, certainly energy prices have changed as well as technology has changed because there's more energy saving type products. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, these really aren't, you know, things that you're going to, um, I would think really, you know, focus on your time would be better used, um, you know, making more money or um, uh, just, you know, being aware of it kind of thing. So, but it is interesting.
0: Yeah, that is really interesting. So, cool. I did not know that was a thing. I just assumed it's off, it's off. Well, it makes sure. sense, but it seems like a... There's a lot of opportunity for increased efficiency with things mm-hmm. like you know, power grid and, and using oil and gas. and yeah, oil and gas is probably never going to go completely away, but how can we figure out how to conserve it as much as possible would be cool, too.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. A desire for just in time type um, you know energy, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of logistics and um, also you know politics around it, you know, regardless of the type. And so, um, you know, it's a constant battle. Consumers also change, you know, preferences a lot, just like they do in real estate sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really just, you know, riding the wave and, um, having the, um, kind of consumer driven economy, um, that we have, you know, drive things, right. We now have more EV vehicles and, and EV power charges like in homes because there's a desire for it. Is it more efficient? Is it, um, more energy sustainable? The answer is no, but you know certainly it 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 is desired right so yeah no that's really cool
0: so i think you said you do have one fund open right now you have yeah. opportunities to invest in energy
1: yeah so we have a couple um either accredited or non-accredited um and then um i think we have like one or two More coming. So, you know, really, I would say if there's interest in, you know, talking on energy or really just syndications in general, you know, reach out, let's talk shop, see how we can either, you know, work together um, on a, you know, uh, GP type uh, engagement or um, uh, really just, you know, share information if it's not um, a fit. We're extremely particular on the energy side um and are again rolling out kind of the real estate side of things one with the media company and then we'll also be working with uh real estate syndicators um you know collectively between you know all of our different companies and and things and stuff we've helped helped raise I mean it's been oh man I, I'm gonna give a random number because I, I don't remember the exact but I mean we've done you know like 20 million of like direct funding right and then we've helped market and support north of a hundred. Um, so it's, it's not our, you know, first rodeo by any means. Um, and so we now have that ability to ensure that, you know, the projects that we're working on are, you know, healthy, sustainable with good operators, um, that are beneficial for, you know, the investor, um, to really ride that wave, um, you know, of those benefits to diversify from. Real estate, and then as we go into real estate, then you know, same thing, right? Do they fit the same criteria, and not just be a, you know, another real estate deal that we've heard all the time that you know may not actually be um, that's on a a lot of uh, um, what is it, informed optimism or or something of sorts, right? It's just, oh yeah, this will be great, and like the markets will increase and all this stuff, right? Like um, being truly um, aware of what can happen both next year and in the coming years. As we get to election, as we get to, you know, interest rates, things like that, as well as location, right? Like Austin's a great place. um, I would say fundamentally to invest at any stage of like beginner investor or more seasoned investor. Um, There's absolutely still deals. It's more of creative financing, creative fine being as well as creative lifestyle. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So I think what you just said there. Austin's a great place to invest and in. I agree, but why do you think Austin's a
1: great place to invest? What makes you excited about investing in the Austin area? So by trade, um, I'm in tech. originally cut my teeth in uh, commercial real estate and then um, continued on with commercial real estate tech. and then um, now you know in the tech um, sphere, um, supporting sandstone and um, you know my own endeavors where um this concept around the startup um sort of community in Austin is that we're Silicon Hills, right? We're not Silicon Valley. We're Silicon Hills, right? And so from a commercial real estate standpoint, I then look at, you know, the um development that's happening um on Red River and around Rainy Street specifically, um where you have these buildings that are being built, right? Skyscrapers of sorts, so of mixed use. Parking, hotel, um, retail, and um, you know, living uh, condos. I don't think they're apartments. I believe they're condos, and um, so you have that, right? But those are being built by New York developers, right? So there's a certain level of class and sophistication that's coming in. One, um, two, they are. You're seeing the coast folds fold in in terms of money, and that also relates to um, kind of the fundraising or really just startup scene where you have people, um, as well as funds coming into Austin specifically to then live a similar California lifestyle, you know, kind of New York lifestyle of sorts, um, here of which your, you know, price or not your price per, but your, um, um, Uh, per capita income, income per capita, right, is slowly increasing, especially as you have these Fortune 100 type companies having dedicated office space, the Facebook, the Google, things like that. Um, You're now just fundamentally creating a mecca for tech and diversifying, allowing these companies to diversify their uh, workforce. When I was in commercial real estate, mainly focused on portfolio office leasing. so companies that had several locations across the country, seeing, you know, what they could take as opportunities for workforce, for um you know, their office space, for tenant improvement, you know, um the amount of lease space if they need Flex space, all that jazz, right. And so because that's then become within Austin, you are seeing that trend increase. You have companies, you know, moving here. I haven't checked to see like what's the new company moving here, but Tesla, for you know, previously, was a really darn good example. So you have people moving here, you have people developing here, and it's just one of those um, things that, you know, that that ball is really starting to roll and you're having the um, money come in, you're having gentrification um, and people are, you know, staying here. You also have people visiting here as at a constant influx that people are then, yeah, Austin's pretty cool. Like every other day it's, I'm new to Austin, or it's, you know, hey, I have a friend coming in town and I'm gonna show them Austin with those things that is just the natural um, great storm that is a um, uh, upward tick in really just the investment from a purchase price standpoint um, of, you know, demand, uh, but also then of supply of, you know, humans who want to interact from a commercial real estate, you know, think retail office, industrial type of um, interaction, as well as with homes of, oh, well, you know, I make exit Facebook, therefore, I'm going to be here. Um, and then slowly, this is just natural within um, cities. You just naturally see the primary markets, then bleed into the secondary markets and tertiary markets, right? Um, As we see things float more and developers build houses into um these cities of, um, you know, New Braunfels and kind of San Marcos. Buda is another, you know, clear example, as well as up north. Um, kind of flugerville and and um therefore so um those are you know the main reasons I enjoy living here so that's another reason why of sorts I'll continue to um invest here there are drawbacks certainly of the um you know property taxes right um which is just you know what you take the hit on um especially from an investment side um but the other thing I'm uh recognizing um and and still the um you know decisions are still out there right where uh trying to find a company that would give a um, second home lien on an investment property in Texas basically don't exist right and so as I look at um you know diversifying and increasing my net worth and portfolio and just fundamental leverage it's been great to see the numbers you know increase for you know my portfolio and the investment properties but if I can't access that capital that number on a you know Excel spreadsheet that I have, doesn't change my life right and so um that is something i'm aware of um to say hey you know where is another you know investment of which by doing that i could then um you know leverage that to then you know bring over and you really start building the concept of you know being your own bank with the um liquidity that you have in some of these properties which i've also explored with my primary residence um so a lot of detail and explanation there of um things from you know the real estate. Side of things, um, as well as you know, the people. Um, but I thought it was important to go through that mainly because I have the experience of it and you know, strongly opinionated about it. We'll see yeah. how long I stay here, or you know, maybe I'll stay here forever and always. Um, we'll just have to see where the you know wind blows and I flow. So
0: yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and I think you mentioned a few things there. You were talking about the all the mixed use buildings being built down on Red River, mm-hmm. Rainy. Uh so the one on <clears throat> I believe it's the one on Red River, and Cesar Chavez is going to be the next tallest building in Texas. Yep. And that's a big mixed-use building. So that's huge. Um, you also mentioned places like Tesla. Like, I think we all talk about the Teslas, the Samsungs, the Oracles moving in town, but I read a good fact or good stat. About a year ago, that said, Hey, for every one of those jobs, there's eight other jobs that come in with it, like the suppliers. Okay, sure. For Samsung. Yeah. And Tesla and all that. And I think that's just, that's something that people really don't pay attention to. So they say, Oh, you know, Tesla moved here, but there's not been a big one in a while. And and I'm sure, pretty sure there has. But then there's all these smaller companies that are going to follow them to work with them.
1: Yeah, because I mean they have to, right? There's workforce yeah. um and investment opportunities around the Samsung, you know, uh building. Um, there's people buying up plots of land just to um surely be ready for, you know, the commercial real estate boom. Mm-hmm. Um, really focusing on the positive externalities and the negative externalities that come with um, you know, big um movements, right? Can really help you understand like where things are gonna go. That's part of the reason why or, or the, a main reason why one of my factors when I buy property um, is to buy near vacant land. Um, you're buying in an area that, you know, is sustainable for, you know, the long term. We're not buying in, you know, um you know bfe if you will right um but it's to say that you know with that um land that then's going to be built that then's going to build you know commercial and bring more jobs and bring more people that then brings demand right so i as an investor and then you know for the individuals who have not yet invested in Real estate, who are trying to like grasp this concept, it's like buying Google at you know five hundred dollars a share, right? It's it's buying beforehand before they have that big release of things coming up with real estate, buying before you know that shopping mall gets developed down the street, um, which is where you know I bought um, in Austin of you know more housing developments being built as well as um, you know shopping center that continues to be built is just going to naturally increase demand, and all I've done is just live so.
0: Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is buy it and hold on to it. You don't have to do anything crazy or buy it and live in it. Yeah, um, buying in the path of progress is a magical thing because yeah, you know, it, like if you bought and te- buy Tesla a couple of years ago, they were in the hundreds and low two hundreds, and now they're they're up in the high threes for a lot of those houses over there. Mm-hmm. So you just you bought in the path of progress. You knew the city was going to grow that way. There's nothing out there, and it's close
1: to downtown. Right. I knew it was going to grow. Um, I was surprised at how much it grew, right? So, like my house, this house here, when I purchased in um, late November of 2020, um, I think appreciated like 34.8 percent or something like that, right? And I put 10 percent down, um, and so you know it's 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 great, right? Um, but um, you know, up is always good. Um, it's just, you know, didn't, didn't expect that much, um, up, but again, it's one of those things with, um, you know, real estate to say, you know, if you always look at, you know, getting in the market, but never get in, I mean, you're, you're just watching. Um, so there's never a best time. Um, there are, you know, good times and advantageous times for sure. Um, but, uh, that's just always been my opinion and and also my like risk tolerance and portfolio um to say even if i purchased like the worst you know house in terms of price and i lost you know so much money on it and this and that like i'm still living rent free because i'm house hacking um that it allows me to do you know other things which is how i've built my portfolio over the past couple of years is you know through that so whether it appreciates or not and that's what people tend to focus on um people all people i feel as an investor as well as just a general like um homeowner don't tend to focus on like what it allows them to to do as well right share family moments um you know uh, give them you know cash flow capability to live that lifestyle things like that if we only focused on appreciation you know we'd live in random places and um that would also be you know on the outskirts just waiting and hoping that someone comes and builds next to us so that way our property value increases I don't think yeah. that's the way to best live life. I think there's definitely a middle ground. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why opportunity zones for me have been a um, key highlight because they naturally have the um, investment that's being marketed to come in. Um, so that way there's you know tax breaks for developers and for investment to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been kind of the middle road for me, as opposed to, again, oh, there's land and You know, um, I'm not near the city, not near friends, not near family, like all those kind of things. So
0: yeah, that's great. And I think what you just said there, you know, about let's say house hacking, Mm -hmm. owning a home has some of these same benefits, but house hacking, like everybody's looking for cash flow or appreciation. But I think the biggest benefit of house hacking, like you said, was you can live for close to free or free, and then Mm -hmm. you can go out there and start a business or quit your job and get a new job or take on a a side hustle, all -hmm. these different things that maybe you didn't have the space to do and you had to pay that $2,000 a month rent. Yeah, and I think that's I mean, the biggest benefit. The
1: ta- taxes has, uh, you know, passed right. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't like to think about it till at least uh, November. But um, when when I say that, it's to say you can also take that depreciation, right? That depreciation mm-hmm. also reduces your taxes. Now I learned as I continue to increase my income, especially over the past four years since I moved to Austin, it's then to say there are limits of how much depreciation you can actually take to offset your income. Mm-hmm. But that's also another advantage, right? Um, and then you know, this not is, if you're
0: a real estate professional.
1: Well, <laughs> you, you win. You win this round, my friend. <laughs> yeah. um, and and yeah, talk to I your would, accountant. There's easy, there,
0: there's not easy ways, but there's ways that anybody can be a real estate professional. That's not just yeah. realtors. Um, just for you know, it's just it's you have to spend a
1: certain amount of time, and I'm blanking on the amount. Um, I believe it's seven hundred fifty hours and right. you have to spend more than 50% of your working time doing it mm-hmm. um so property management and um facilitating and buying and and just the whole nine yards right it's not a hey i have a w2 and i do it outside of it i think the irs specifically now calls that out um and so you know you want to be aware of that one thing the irs does allow that's one thing that i've done is to say you um live in the property you house hack, then um, you're going to take that property, rent it out, um offset your debt to income ratio so that you can buy you know another property. Um, maybe you house hack that, maybe that's the family, you know house, you know whatever your path is, right? Mm-hmm. But then that property that's then an investment property, however long you hold that, Um, you would then be able to 1031 exchange that into, you know, another like kind property. Again, you know, we're accepting it for oil and gas investments, but typically you would, you know, do real estate to real estate. Um, Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, because you're doing a 1031 exchange, you're also um, allowed to take the um, depreciation recapture as well with that. So when I sold my Colorado property about two, two and a half years ago, I was able to keep 40 grand of let's call it equity to then buy that other short-term rental, where if I was just selling it like a, you know, kind of normal person, um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to certainly there's that opportunity. And there's also the two out of five year rule, right? You live in the, you live in the house as a primary residence for two out of five years. Um, and then you have capital gains or you're, you're not, um, uh, subject to capital gains, because that's another advantage for t- with ten thirty one is not just the depreciation recapture that you're forwarding into a new um, property um, or investment that is a like kind, but it's also then the um, other pieces as well, and so that's a, um, uh, another opportunity to avoid capital gains. So, I mean, that's really where um, um, I think the, the cheat code is. Coming back to say, um, if I've you know lost some people there, like that's an opportunity to invest in Austin, right? You have kind of the cash flow, maybe you're paying a couple hundred dollars a month, you know, house hacking something like that, but it's the you're you're making 3 to 5 year moves, maybe even 10 year moves. You're not, you know, just thinking about um today. So with this move, I'm then able to do this or this, which then compounds into this or that, right? And you just have those things rolling um and you can continuously use those strategies as long as um, the United States government continues to um, support 1031 exchanges, which was threatened, I believe, a year ago, maybe two years ago.
0: Yeah, uh, they threatened but, it a bunch. They they always yeah, talk. They, they talk a big game, and
1: yeah, and they and they always, you know, will I would say, right? It's it's the amount of money. I think it was like it was in the trillions, I believe, of. Um, uh, money that, um, you know, 1031, you know, really defers. Um, I was looking at it earlier for a presentation I have later, regardless, it's, it's just to say that the government allows you to, um, do these things, do the things that help support your lifestyle, keep your life happiness index high. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, prepare for these things, be aware of these things. Hey, you, you know, got married and you had this house tax and so now you, you want to move somewhere else. Well, great. You just have a strategy that, you know, can allow with that. Right. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes, um, especially with house hacking, I've seen this, um, with people that they are, um, hesitant to do it because they want to live on their own and not kind of make that sacrifice. Um, And because of that, that then hurts their, you know, future, um, Mm -hmm. for when they are the future, they are, you know, married with kids, things like that, that that's all that is, is sacrifice. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's just what kind of, you know, hard things, if you will, do you want to do? And my thought process has always been, um, you know, this route, um, because of sure, you know, the income capability, um, and the community capability, you know, my social life's a little bit more lively, if you will, because there are other people. Um, I live with great, amazing humans, which is another thing, right? Yeah, um, but again, that's also helped me um, from an investment side do, you know, things that I wouldn't otherwise be able to do. I've been able to save so much that I could then, um, uh, purchase, you know, the first short-term rental that I had, the second short-term rental I have, um, was purchased from that 1031. I mean, those things are, they're not unheard of. Right. Um, but again, it just gives you that opportunity or blow it all and go travel the world. Like, Uh um, I would say credit card hack, you know, and do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of options, um within this, um, within the Austin market, that regardless of price or intention of things, you can still take advantage of. So mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and I, I love that you're doing the hard things now so your life can be easy later. And for sure. what, what you basically just demonstrated was hey, here's all the ways that I can use these strategies, my house hacks, to compound on themselves and, and have all these bigger investments with it. So that, yeah. that's absolutely what's worked for me. And it continues to show up more and more in my life of, you know, like you said, with the strategies, the two out of five or the 1031, mm-hmm. um, if I want to buy a bigger property, you know, I could sell a smaller property and I've got the down payment sitting right there in that smaller property. I don't have to save up every penny. I might have to yeah. save up some of it, but not all of it because I I made the hard decision in the beginning and house hacks was essentially what it boils down to.
1: Yeah. And it gives you flexibility. And I think that's one key thing that you were alluding to. I could also house hack and then kick all my roommates out and, you know, live by myself, right. Or maybe with a significant other or something as well. You know, I go 1031, I go, um, you know, investment route, you know, all these different options. Um, And um, the, you, it's, it's easier to steer a moving car, right? So if you have a property Mm -hmm. that you can then, um, you know, steer with, you're already on that, you know, path you're not in the game, then yeah. I love that. It's easier to steer a moving car. Essentially saying
0: you have options when you you make that initial choice. So let's say house hacking, you start to house mm-hmm. hack. Then you can make those decisions later that you would have never been able to make. I and mean, it's a whole thing of the renter's net worth versus the homeowner's net worth. But when you do yep. that with house hacking, you get to do that multiple times. So people say, hey, the middle class was built by homeownership. But you know how you can easily get wealthy is house hack a few times. You know, mm-hmm. if the middle class was built by home ownership, meaning one home, think about what you could be if you house hacked and turned that into five or ten or twenty homes. Like that's oh sure, it's just astounding how how big you're. The there's can be
1: there's a crazy statistic that um and I would need to look it up to confirm but I believe it was in the 90% that um 90% of individuals in the United States do not own like an investment property or a second property or something to that nature right um mm-hmm. uh, that um yeah I mean it just it gives you that um uh opportunity so yeah you feel like you're in, you're in a rare bunch when you own investment property but
0: Typically, us investors, we tend to hang around other investors, and we hear about uh, Frank over here that's got a couple hundred units. You're like, oh, I don't have anything. But that's the reality right. is, if you own an investment property, you really are a small portion
1: of the population. Yeah, Just one. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I love the people that are always like, I have 500 units. It's like, by yourself? It's like, no, not that it's a bad thing, but yeah. um, you know, it's, it's always comical to me, like how... Uh, um, just people maybe like flex on it by all means. Um, and I've really focused on the um, who's a um, you know, wealthy individual in all aspects of life, right? Like the individuals in our circle, not just you have you know, 500 properties, right? Or 500 doors, right? Maybe you have 500 properties too. I don't know why, but um, but yeah, it's um, always interesting. So, especially as you are you know, networking or buying or things like that, um, it's it's doing it the right way with the right intentions, not just. Um, doing it has has really been my shift, especially the past couple of years. So, and it's proved proven to be fruitful. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um Paul, do you have a biggest mistake you've made investing in real estate? Is there something where you're like, oh man, I'm not gonna do that again? I and I've talked about it a million times on this podcast, but uh for me it's really paying attention to due diligence. You know, I've definitely overlooked some stuff and that's come back to bite me big time in the, in the long run.
1: So a lot of things come to mind. Um, both short-term rentals were... Um, uh, properties that were purchased and renovated and then sold. So no one was living in them or they were like mm-hmm. kind of living in them. So there were a lot of small things of the, they were the wrong kind of like door handles and you could like, someone could lock themselves in the uh, bathroom and no one could like get in kind of thing, or just random little small stuff like that. In addition to, um, uh, the water pressure, like wouldn't work correctly over a period of time or just all those kind of things. Right. Um, and so that is one thing that I'm hyper aware of where, um, if I purchase something that was a renovation, especially as, you know, we still have some, um, you know, house flippers or we have, um, individuals doing scrapers. Um, and I do want to, um, come back to me on the scraper comment. Um, where uh, I would be, you know, aware of, uh, of that, that's really just, Hey, I'm going to try to be more aggressive with negotiation, but candidly you can't really tell. And people are going to be like, you're way too detail oriented. And like, we're, we're going to, you know, not move forward with you. Right. Uh, This is, this is too much. Um, So really it's to say both the short-term rental properties I purchased because they were also renovations granted was a little bit of the market um, was not using a real estate agent that I um not necessarily like trusted, but it's to say like, um a real estate agent that I trust and plays poker, right? And I say that because we can look at the comps and we can say that you know this and this and all this stuff, but if something's on the market for you know, I don't know, sixty days or, or name whatever timeline, right? And they're bleeding a little bit like from a investor standpoint and a poker standpoint, let's press on that, right mm-hmm. And so, um, that's, that's not a, um, the, the individuals who, you know, closed on those properties are great individuals. They know their stuff. We did what the market, you know, said, um, April of 2021, I believe I overpaid a smidge, but I've also made that up in equity. I own land next to that property. Like, you know, it's all good, but you know, what if kind of thing. Right. Um, and so that poker playing thing is really to say, that's my experience of kind of the, um, thing that I, you know hurt myself if you will from an underwriting standpoint that I believe. Mm-hmm. And as I go forward and advice to others, you know, have um that individual, you know, in your pocket um, to have them push and find ways that you can make it a win-win for your agent. Your agent is going to get paid less because they're, you know, playing poker and really kind of fighting against their own commission. So are there other opportunities to um, you know, maybe incentivize them or um, you know, just have just that kind of agreement of sorts, um, to have them play a little bit more, um, poker, especially when there are the unique properties that have, you know, um, home and land, um, which is not everywhere. Right. Um, that is like a, um, big thing that I'm, um, focused on now, whenever I purchase more real estate, honestly, with the land I have, like I'll just build, Um, I'm probably done of me owning personal real estate. I don't like those calls or the logistics, um, I'm more focused on syndications, building anything software um, and digital related. Again, the websites, uh, we're actually also building a um, software product that's aggregating data and news for energy and for real estate, be using our energy news sources, right? Like that stuff excites me is awesome, things of that nature. A scorpion in one of my properties, I definitely want to get it taken care of for our guests. Um But by golly, like, just let's let's spray more and put some traps and like, let me go back to work. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, having an agent with the aligned interest is
0: really important. So I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is, you know, your your agent wasn't as aggressive as you would have liked trying to get the best offer for you or get the best price for you, Mm -hmm. but made offers to get the offer accepted. Jordan Moorhead here. Really quick, I wanted to tell you a couple other ways you can keep track of us. If you want to listen to all these podcasts and ask questions, the Moorhead team on YouTube is the best place to be. And then Austin Real Estate Investors on Meetup is a great place to keep track of all of our meetups we have going on. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's, yeah, because, I mean, Austin, as, as you know, and, and people probably know, has just been a tough market to um, mm-hmm. be in. It's more to say, like, when there's um, – um, but both of these homes were on the market for um, like somewhat of an extended period of time and weren't really getting a lot of looks.
0: Yeah. And, in 20, um, 21, 60 days was like an eternity.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so um, they, they, the, the sellers both played poker. Um, they were also representing themselves, right? So they yeah. had a different um, perspective, right? And a vested interest. Um, but yeah. for example, one of them to just kind of go in the meat of it um, was saying, hey, like I'm, you know, I'm either going to like accept yours, like you either give me a good offer or like, I'm going to refinance. And so it's like, uh, okay, like, you know, know. yeah, and we, we don't know, right? Um, but in the grand scheme of things, like, it's just like, well, they said this, right. So there's a difference in, um, and I've learned this from like commercial real estate. Like there's a difference of, um, cause there is, I fundamentally believe a difference between residential and commercial real estates of mm-hmm. sometimes how they act right. Nothing you know, bad against things. Um, but just when you're going at these unique situations and someone's playing poker, the ability for someone to play poker back is, you know, just. Transformational, but that's not needed in every market at every time. Things like that, so I want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's just to say that they were able to, um, you know, play poker, and we just kind of took the information, you know, that we had um, instead of kind of playing poker back. Playing poker back also means that you know you'd probably lose the deal. Like there, there's a higher chance of that, right? Sometimes, um,
0: yeah. I think that that's the hardest thing is you got to be willing to lose the deal. Whoever's yeah, and that's open to losing the deal wins,
1: yeah. and that and that's um, that was kind of my downfall of sorts, is that these are such unique properties with land um that the, you know, cash on cash and really just long term return is just absolutely like I, I would have to make the Excel sheet or the excel the cell in my Excel booklet bigger, right? Because there's so many numbers, right? that would come from it, right? Um, so it was just, you know, worth it. um. Again, it's just a hindsight 2020, you know, wish we would have played a little poker, but I also realized like, I like, you know, playing the poker of it. Right. That's why I was in commercial real estate, you know, cutthroat through and through. I had, um, one client use us for, um, two months and said, or it was like four, actually, they weren't going to sign an exclusive agreement. They were going to sign a contingent agreement of if they resigned in their building that they, um, you know, wouldn't like basically give us the commission, which is already paid for, right. Um, from the property owner. Um, And after touring them through, you know, basically every office building in in Denver, almost um, they're like, no, we're, we're going to stay here. We really appreciate your, you know, hard work and um, we'd love to use you in the future. It's like the lack of you signing this line, it was like three grand or something um, that would have, you know, paid for like food legitimately. Um, We're just like, no, like, you know, we'll, we'll use you in the future. The price of they, what they got that um, lease for, wouldn't change whether they signed a line or not, right? And so it's just like, man, sharks, sharks do shark things. So,
0: yeah, I'll A little different residential. Yeah, well, for sure. Paul, well, uh, and we'll go back to the scraper thing here, but I really sure. want to talk about what's next for you. What are your long term goals, and what's your vision for yourself in real estate investing? I know you said you don't necessarily want to be so active and hands on. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do want to still invest more passively in syndication stuff like that.
1: But yeah. Like so some syndications level. for, you know, diversification and um, just different opportunity. Right. Especially in different markets, since I am very Austin heavy with these three mm-hmm. um, in Lago Vista in Austin and in Canyon Lake. So I have the you know full corridor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's to say um, development is going to be, you know, an opportunity um, for the plots of land um, that I have, those will then be short-term rentals of which I can create, you know, my own short-term rental company where I'll have, um, you know, four properties that can be managed, you know, individually or as a group. Um, and then those funds, um, you know, have enough funds to, you know, be my own property management company. I don't desire to create a property management company, but it just naturally will, will flow. Um, other than that specific, um, investment could certainly look like, um, you know, doing some maybe mixed use, you know, commercial property, um, that's kind of, you know, TBD, um, in terms of like, Hey, it's an office space for sandstone, or, you know, maybe it's just a commercial building for the sake of commercial building. Um, the pieces, I just don't want to manage it, right. It's like, choose your hard, And that's just a hard that I just don't want to um, experience. So people who are, um, managing a fund, right. Or managing the property, Mm -hmm. like that's going to be, you know, on them really, as I look, you know, to my, you know, uh, five-year vision and, and more importantly, focus on the three-year is to say, I have what I have, you know, Allow that to um, sustain and increase, you know, as it would um, focus on, um, you know, the things I've mentioned with Sandstone, specifically the software aspect is what I'm very excited about. That's a lifelong dream is to build a software company and have it progress into something um, that, you know, um, I'm proud of whatever the you know dollar amount or, you know, number of people we employ from it will be what you know users want um but just that aspect of building legos is just very exciting um from there you know yes uh more uh real estate investing um especially as we you know build our own syndications within real estate um because that's the super long-term goal um but um for just me personally yeah it's just you know kind of playing t-ball getting kind of base base um but definitely with sandstone and the future um looking for you know home run hits Um, you know, trying to get maybe 100 or so million um, assets under management through syndications would certainly be, um, you know, a good goal. But I want to do that as a we, I've switched from a me Mm -hmm. to we. And so how, you know, what is the type of person that does we investments? And I've changed and transformed a lot with, you know, compassion and understanding and communication and financial just knowledge and et cetera, that like, that's the direction um, I want to go with that we, so. Yeah, what is it? You go faster alone, but further together. Mm-hmm.
0: I think, and it's a lot easier together too. I know being in a partnership, yeah. and and I've died it all on my, on my own for years and years, and and I got into a partnership, and it's so much easier. We've scaled so much faster. So,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely, I, I
0: love that. Great goals,
1: um, Paul. Do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people? Um, one recently that I just finished reading was Into the Magic Shop um the what other one, that about? i know that um it's it's a story of someone who um achieved um extreme financial abundance um but realized um his i'm also trying to like not give it away but um mm-hmm. but, but also but then realized that um there were more um important thing. So basically his eyes and his heart were opened as he, you know, became worth $75 million. Right. Wow. And so it's that type of like foresight to say, Hey, in my 10 year vision, I want to be worth $75 million. I don't right? Um, that's not a number I aspire to to have, um, intentionally. Um, but it's to then say today, like, you know, how would he have changed or approach things? Right. How can I give back more, serve more, be more intentional, um, create ripple effects in myself and create, and allow others to create their own ripple effects, mm-hmm. those things are powerful. Um, and one thing that has um, help, or helped me not sleep, I'll, I'll continue to say those words, is to say uh, the book 10X is easier than 2X. Great book, first, love it. First 20 pages just like are, are vastly um, just transformational. I'm changing my one sheet, I'm intentionally you know, changing some things from Q3. I mean, this is 20 pages into a book, right? um it it's 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 dense with the thought that come from reading um the book so um it just depends i would say where someone's at um if they are do have the foresight of the future um or they need um help kind of creating it of sorts so cuz i've lost myself towards you know a wealth wealth and investment path right mm-hmm. um and it was a eye opening piece again into the magic shop um, and then now it's to say Let's grow and scale, you know, the most appropriate beneficial way for, you know, humanity and yeah, I'll be benefited along the way, whatever that turns out to be.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, I, and I can't, can't say enough about 10 X is easier than two X, two X too. I'll have to check out in the, into the magic shop. I've not read that. Yeah, They're both co-abundance books. So good stuff. I I knew I heard it, but I can't remember where I got it from. They sent it out to us. Yeah, well, they sent it out to me. I don't know, but,
1: but there's a lot of books it, that I get that I haven't read yet. So When did they send it to you? Maybe it's in a pile somewhere. Um, I don't remember when they sent that one to me because I just got 10X. Okay. Um, yeah, I just got that too. Okay, yeah.
0: yeah. I'll have to check. I have piles of books. I've Every year I sell tons of books because I just end up with too many books. So I put them all in a big container and I end up selling them all to the half price books just because I want to get them out of the house. But you can always donate to me if you. uh yeah.
1: I'll call you next time. Don't worry. All right, deal. Uh, Paul, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Um, honestly, I'm pretty active on uh, Instagram, not as much on Facebook or um, LinkedIn. I would say okay. those are the best because they're consistent, right, with just my general life, and we can also remember what my face looks like. Um, yeah. with a way to contact me um i've been trying to get away from text messages and emails um mm. because i just fight every day to um you know Big. get to people as i can um yeah. and trying to remember or this and that just um, isn't as beneficial as well as I want to, you know, build relationships with people. Looking at a phone screen of how was your day is very different than, oh, that's really cool. Like you, you know, just got back from this trip or you're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to go to Greece um oh. in about a week and fulfill a bucket list. So um it's those kind of things that, oh, check out this place, you know, um, that are really um or that they, they change my life. Right. Um, and so those things that do that, um, those types of interactions, those relationships, and that opportunity to do that, those are things that I want to continue doing. So, um, what's the best Instagram for you too, Paul? Uh, my Instagram is polyg three Oh three. So two L's one Y, and then a G like gram, um, three Oh three is the area code that I grew up in. So,
0: okay. And we'll have that out there. Um, right. Paul, I know we're running out of time here. I know you've got a five o'clock you have to be on. Really quick, what is the scraper? You know, I think I know what you're talking about with the scraper,
1: but I'm not really sure. And it's always it's always like finance or like real estate terminology that it's like. Oh, I call it a you know potato. Oh, it's potato, whatever. Or people may not know about it, right? So it's just if I were to invest in um, real estate today, because we were talking about this a little bit, you know, before we recorded, real estate today in Austin, what I would um, focus on are properties. You know, maybe I could get a subject two on right, Um, or you know, maybe I could just afford outright um, to you know house hack. But there are areas in Austin that they're taking a and I'm going to make some of these numbers up. Right. Um, but just a, you know, $500,000 home, or maybe it's, you know, lower on the three, four side, um, and they're, you know, scraping it because they can then build, you know, the million dollar house type thing. Right. And so, um, my point is to say, there's an opportunity where if a homeowner is not aware of the highest and best use of their property, which is a commercial real estate specific focus, um, Term, then they'd be more than willing to sell it for four hundred thousand dollars. Absolutely, that's mm-hmm. what the you know potential market is. However, you know you scrape that, you build that. It's then worth you know. 800 or whatever the numbers are, right? Same thing with parking lots, right? You can sell the parking lot as a business or that parking lot can become, you know, a $16 million mixed use office building, right? That's why Rainy Street specifically has, you know, gone down the hatches because um, it's a highest and best use for us to Mm -hmm. develop like this type of property, right? So those types of opportunities, you know, I would certainly look at or opportunities where you can put a ADU, um, additional dwelling. Accessible dwelling unit, additional dwelling unit? Additional what? accessory dwelling unit, I believe. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something with an A. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's another opportunity to um house hack, but maybe with privacy or just have that house hack be separate. Like those kind of things are absolute cheat codes to a traditional house hack um, that, you know, people might be more willing to um explore. Because um, maybe they can afford the four hundred thousand dollars house, and they are just going to, you know, live in it. And they do see these nice houses going around, um, but you can kind of ride a different kind of wave. So that's what I would say today. Um, you know, could do, and um, I don't know. There, there have been a couple of deals that I've looked at that I might invest in, um, but uh, at least not today. So yeah, that's awesome. Highest and best
0: use. So that's the, the key in Austin is finding the highest and best use. Yep, completely agree. Absolutely, awesome, Paul. It's Thank you much so. Teacher. Yeah, there you go. Thank you so much for coming on. Make sure you to bet, follow man. Paul on Instagram at polyg three o three two l's i e three o three. Oh, it's a Y. Oh, thank you for the correction. Polyg three o three, and make sure to follow me on Instagram at Jordan Moorehead. Thank you so much, and Paul. We will talk here soon.
1: I'm sure I'll see you at the next cool. go abundance event here too. You bet. Appreciate you, Jordan. Thanks, all. Take care. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, see it. Bye.